This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is brought to you by Everyman Jack. If you haven't heard of them, they're a men's grooming company that creates some of the highest performing, best smelling products on the market. They believe it's not just about what you put in your body that matters, but what you put on your body from their body wash to deodorant to beard oil and more. They're made with naturally derived ingredients and incredibly outdoorsy scents that bring the best of nature to their bottles and bars. I'm a huge fan of all their stuff. The sandalwood scent, probably my favorite of all the things they have. And it's literally in my shower right now. So here's what you do. Head to everymanjack.com today and use our special promo code PUT6, PUT and the number six for 25% off on orders of 50 bucks or more, making small changes to your routine, even in the shower, can have a significant impact. And Everyman Jack makes that easy. Everyman Jack, naturally derived, outdoor inspired. We're also sponsored by Amino Vitals. Amino Vitals' mission is to provide the highest quality of amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. The BCAAs, Glutamine and arginine help replenish the body's muscle proteins and jumpstart the recovery process. I've been using Amino Vital since last fall, got introduced to them, and I see a positive impact from their action and recovery products. It helps me just get rid of some of those, you know, aches and pains that come with a tough workout. Hit up amino-vital.com, use the code PUT6 at checkout and save 20% or just click on their link on the show page and save today. Jerry Adams has spent over 30 years in the steel industry. He started on the mill floor and has worked his way up to leadership. And along the way, he has continued to work on himself through his mind, body, and soul. Jerry has a new book called Men of Grit, Strong as Steel, How to Build a Legacy of Unbreakable Strength. Jerry's book and our conversation today is a bold call to confront the crisis of modern masculinity. And I can't wait to share it with you. Hey guys, Brian Jodis back with another episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Absolutely thrilled to have Jerry Adams on. He's got a new book, The Men of Grit. And man, I'm just, I can't wait to talk to him about this effort and what he's doing. Quick shout out to those show sponsors who are helping us here at Pick Up the Six Podcast and also at Pick Up the Six Productions. You guys are amazing. I wouldn't tell you about products we don't use. Every product we talk about here, we're using, right? That's legit stuff. We got to put amino acids into the body to refuel after tough workouts, get rid of those aches and pains. Amino Vitals doing just that for us, right? So just, I'm grateful for those sponsors. They've been helping us grow this thing and get this show to more people. And that's the key. And that's how we continue to build this network as we're dedicated to service, purpose, and impact. So I'm grateful for them. And I'm grateful for you listeners. And I'm grateful for my friends at NGBN.TV all month. We've been talking about men's mental health awareness. You can check out my LinkedIn, all of my friends there as well. And we've been posting daily videos from people across our country talking about men's mental health awareness. I think Jerry and I are probably going to talk about that a little bit today as well. And that book is Men of Grit. So Jerry, man, I'm just, I'm pumped to do this. John Rennie got us hooked up. And so here we are, man, building this thing out a little bit. You bet. Well, I appreciate it, Brian. It's great to be on here. It's going to be fun to talk through uh, the book here, Men of Grit, Strong as Steel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how to, how to build a legacy of unbreakable strength. You know, that's, that's the book. That's the title. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. So for our friends watching on YouTube, I got to ask you about two things before we even get into it. I I've got 
this little trophy right here of a dude ripping his shirt off. Yeah. And I see you've got one as well. My hunch is mine's a funnier story than yours, but tell me what that's for. Cause then I'm going to, we're going to compare notes. All right. So I'm a 56 year old guy. I'm in a group with a, with a bunch of other men called the fraternity of excellence. Love and it. we had a physique challenge. Nice. And the, the fixed 56 year old man won. So okay, that's mine's the total opposite direction. <laughs> that's how, yours looks legit. Mine's from a pie eating contest. No, I'm not bullshitting. That's the honest truth. Yeah, we're on the other end of the spectrum on that one, brother. <laughs> All right. Secondly, tell me about this weapon over your other shoulder because that thing looks incredible okay. with the bayonet fixed at the end. Yeah, that uh, that has been handed down through my family. Where it mm, came from amazing. originally, I'm not sure, but it's of the era of um, probably probably the era of custard. Wow. Yeah. So Whoa. so that's that's the time frame. Um, so my grandfather had it, and I still have a few rounds for it. And mm -hmm. uh, he tells a story about how he set this thing up with a couple cinder blocks up against the. Um, car tire and pulled the trigger with a with a string <laughs> because he was afraid the thing might blow up and sure. it shot sure. it shot and everything was good right but uh we haven't shot it since but yeah I was gonna say, have you have you been able to shoot it i have not yeah. i have not so Prob but, probably um, better with an with a piece with that much history to it you would be you'd hate to be the one to you know to break it or something but it yes. looks it's first thing that caught my eye said it looks incredible back there yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a family heirloom there for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Pretty cool. You hold on to those things. Absolutely. You know, it just means a lot to you. I'm sure when you look at it, you think about family and, and all that, I can appreciate it. Um, yeah. But it grabbed my eye for sure. <laughs> so, listen, man, you spent 30 years working in the steel industry, right? Yep. So this idea, right? Men of grit, strong as steel. We're going to talk a lot about the book, right? The idea of doing it, but man, 30 years steel industry, I mean, it worked your way all the way up. Started on the mill floor, ended up as a in top leadership. You might just tell me, I mean, give us the, the Jerry Adams story a little bit. Yeah. So, so I started in the steel industry in 1988. I talk about that in the book and, and I use the steel industry to just kind of give a, a little framework to this book. Um, it has, it has four sections in it, the foundation of fatherhood, the fire of faith, the uh, fuel of fellowship and the forge of the daily grind. And, and in each one of those sections, I open up with some kind of concept from mm. making steel and then relate that to love the it. process of I making strong men, you know? And so, um, but yeah, I started on the floor, rotated shifts for 10 years. So I've been out there, I've had boots on the ground. I've been in just about every process of steel making at one time or another, eight different mills all over the country. And, um, I talk about this in the book, you know, once it gets in your blood, it's just something that gets in your blood. And, and, um, you know, I love the idea of making steel. It's the foundation and the backbone of this country. And, yeah. um, to know that, that I'm in that fraternity, it's pretty cool, you know, and, yeah. uh, how we, how we harness that power and melting down steel and taking scrap and converting it into something useful that is uh, the infrastructure of this country. It's pretty, pretty exciting. You know, I got to spend the day uh, with then Congressman Luke Messer this years ago in Indiana. And we went to a plant that was doing that melting some steel down. I mean, I got to witness, we had to put on these glasses, like this whole, we had to wear this whole thing. 
to go oh, see yeah. it. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, blazing hot. But you talk about, man, sort of the salt of the earth, like hardworking folks and 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 quite uh, seriously working with the material that that has won us wars, that has, it has been sure. part of American military dominance. Um, that's pretty amazing. Man. It's pretty amazing when you think about just the, the history of it, I'm sure. And you got to see it firsthand. Yeah, you bet. And, uh, you know, the guys that work in a steel mill, they're a different breed. And I, I say this in the book, you know, when I first went into the steel mill and saw the first electric arc furnace, I was blown away. Like mm. I, I looked at that thing and I was like, man, this thing's blowing apart. I probably shouldn't be walking toward it, you know? And, uh, but you, it, 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 after that, you kind of, you look at that and what we're doing with making steel and you're like, man, this is cool to be a part of this. Mm. And, um, so, but, um, yeah, so that's where I started. And then I went back to school as a supervisor in the steel mill and, uh, added to, I had an associate's degree on electrical. I learned mechanical. I went into the operations. Then I went back to school for a leadership degree and then worked my way up from supervisor to manager levels to now where I'm running a steel mill um, as a general manager. So um, my old steel, my my old uh, tool pouch sits on the shelf in every office I've been in. Sure. So I never forget where I came right. from. Right. I always yeah. think about the decisions we make and the impact that they have on you know, the, the guys that are actually getting the job done. Why is it so important for leaders to, to keep that perspective? I mean, it's one thing to sit in that office and folks sure. come in, folks come out, but with intentionality, yeah. you kept that, that tool belt, right? You kept yep. at the, even if just to look at it, to remember, sure. why'd you do that? It, it, it's just a reminder. And I think about the, I think about what it's like to work shift work. I think about you know, what it's like at three o'clock in the morning when you're doing a, a difficult job that requires you to be body, mind, spirit, you know, you got to be engaged. And at three o'clock in the morning, your body wants to shut down and it wants to turn off. And so when you start making decisions that are going to impact, you know, in our case right now, 465 people and associated families, when you start making those kinds of decisions, you know, it's it's good to remember what it was like to be working shift, to to understand what that means to the families. Mm -hmm. And and so make your decisions in light of those things and consider that. And the other side of it is, you know, coming from the floor, I came to realize that the people that really know what's going on are the ones that work with the equipment day in, day out. Like they know the little things that that can make us perform better. And so you'd be a fool not to engage with them and, and understand their perspective and listen when they have ideas, you know, so that helps me, you know, having that reminder in the office, it helps me keep that perspective. I think, you know, one of the most valuable leadership lessons I remember as a kid, and it wasn't anything that my dad specifically sat me down and told me, but I remember watching him as a squadron commander go visit and talk to and know the role of everyone in that squadron, meaning he's never going to have to fill the fighter jet with gas or repair a tire, right? But he was meeting with and knowing and re in relationship with, right, the engineers, right, with every part of that, that group that makes that airplane go in the air, 
and create air supremacy, you know, for the United States. And it's that, it's that perspective, right? And it's that part where, yeah, leaders have to sit in that office sometimes and make decisions, but I don't think you can without knowing everything that happens out there, but it doesn't mean it's your job to fill the role on the floor, but at least to know right? what that guy or gal is going through. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, it, it gives you that perspective and and there's a respect that comes with that. Um, you know, you respect the fact that that you know, they're the ones that push the steel through the shop. And and that steel is the way we make money. And when yeah. we make money, we keep our our place alive, we keep um prospering, we keep doing well, which means 464, 465 families are are, you know, are doing well. And, and that's a, that's a responsibility that we have as leadership is to serve them and to provide that place where, you know, we're safe and we're profitable and we do the right things. And a lot of that comes from the people on the floor. Mm. They, they understand how to make things better. So. Yeah. Not only are you providing for them, your business, their families, but the local community. Right. The economy around your thriving business ensures that that community is there. It also ensures that, you know, the folks that are working at that steel mill are engaged in their community, are a part of that. They're active members of it. You talk about in the book, Men of Grit. And I want to I'd love to, if you don't mind, I want to walk through those four components again. Before that, though, strong as steel, you call it a bold call to confront the crisis of modern masculinity, particularly within the Christian community. So what's what's the crisis? So, um, you know, you think about, you think about scripture. One, one of the verses that I always like to, 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 uh, take a look at when we're talking about this is, uh, second Timothy one, seven, it says, uh, but God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline. And you think about that and, and, you know, what, one of the things that inspired this book was just my own, the way that I drifted into comfort and then comfort led to, led to complacency and complacency took me down a path that, you know, I really got myself out of shape physically, mentally. I wasn't where I needed to be spiritually. I wasn't where I needed to be. And that impacted everything around me. Sure. And I went into the church thinking that, um, you know, was going to join a couple church groups and that's where I tried to, I tried to start, but you know, I looked around the table and I was like, man, there's nobody here that I want to strive to become. Like I know what I need is so much more. Um, I really need to push myself because, you know, when I look around, I look into the church, I, I don't see this bold, powerful um men that are you know self-disciplined mm-hmm. like i don't see it you don't see body mind spirit men that are growing that's not normal now it's starting i think there's a there's a wave of yeah. of that that's starting to happen right now but um but i didn't see that and so you know I went down a path. I went down a path of, um, I started reading some books and, and trying to get the right mindset, you know, Jocko Willick, extreme ownership sure. went down that path. I went to one of his muster events and, um, you know, 
around that same time, I got a really bad blood test and it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I realized, wow, I need to, I need to get really serious about dialing myself in as a man. Cause I got way off path. And, and so I started to do that. I joined a men's group that, um, wasn't, wasn't a Christian men's group. It was just a bunch of men that gathered together. They wanted to become better men. And it sounds like a lot. It sounds like my F3 buddies. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Same, same, same. Dedicated, dedicated, like get yourself physically fit first guys. You can't serve anyone. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't, it's not possible. You can't live right, lead right, and leave a legacy right if you don't get yourself right first. That's not selfish. That's yes. not self-attaining. That is that is you better take care of yourself. You better get right with your creator, and then yes. you better take care of yourself because only then can you do those other things. Hey, another well, book. You gotta, have you read Objective Secure yet, Nick Lavery? Put I that one not. on your list. Objective Secure, you Nick Lavery, lost his leg in combat, got back in the fight. With as a full leg amputee, you'll love it. It's a great one. Ah, it's on my awesome. shelf over there. He's a great dude. Been on the show. Good friend. Yeah. That's one. Put that one on your list. You'll love it. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. I will do that. So, so, um, so anyway, you know, um, got with this group and I started improving myself. And that tie, like you said, too often, especially in the church, we we don't realize that there's a tie between your physical health and your mental health and your spiritual. They're, they're all tied together. You can't separate those apart. And so, so, um, so I started getting down that path and, and when I started improving, um, you know, I look back and I realized, wow, this, there's no vision within the church of how to build strength as a man overall, holistically building strength, physical, mental, spiritual. And so that made me realize there's this huge hole. And so, um, and then my dad passes away in 2021 and my dad was very influential in my life. I've told people that, you know, I've been to some of the best leadership training that this country has to offer all over the place. And, but I've still learned more about leadership from my dad than I did anywhere else. He was just a really strong leader, good man, and taught my brother and I great things. So he dies in 2021 while I'm going through this thing for several years prior to that. And, and up till now to improve myself as a man, which, which, you know, saved my marriage and a whole bunch of other things. And, um, and now I got, you know, my dad's passing away and this, and I had a conversation with my dad a few months before he passed away. And I told him, I said, I got this burden, dad, you know, this, this concept of men of grit. I said, I got this idea about a book and, you know, where are the strong men today? You know, guys don't have the mod, the model, the example that I had with you. And I said, so I feel burdened. And and I started talking to my dad about this. And I remember what he said. He said, Jer, he said, men need this more now than ever. They need to hear what you have to say. You need to do this. And so, you know, I took this thing and I started thinking about writing a book. And it was always something that was on my heart. And when my dad passed... And I started going through and improving myself. 
And I thought, you know, I want to write something that would honor my dad. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I need to write something that gives men a vision of what it means to be a strong man. So they have this picture and a path how to get there. And so this book came out of those two things and they merged together. So the first section, when I talk about um, the foundation of fatherhood, what I realized is when I started going through my improvement, that I fell back on a lot of key lessons that my dad taught me. And those really came into play. And, they, and then I realized, you know, the father sets the foundation for a young man. Mm-hmm. And then the young man builds on that foundation. You know, one day he will, he will, um, the faith that he learns from his father will become his own. That, that torch will be handed and, and he will come out from the father and now he will transition to, you know, the, the father's going to lead him to a certain point and then he's going to turn him over to the, to the father of all. And he's going to be like, okay, now you, you need to go follow him and, and follow him as I follow him. And so, and so now you get that fire of faith and you transition to that. And I talk a lot about, you know, those foundational lessons I learned from my dad and then the fire of faith talk about the power, the power of God to, to live this life the way men are called to live. You know, we are, we are called to be those men like that verse, second Timothy one, seven, we're called to be bold, not timid. Mm -hmm. Like we should not be on the sidelines. We should be engaged. We should be leading the way we should be bold. No fear you know, no timidity, but power with love, you know, speaking the truth. See, that's, that's an important part of, right. That's, that's such an important part of it, right? It's not, I think for too long, masculinity got sort of um, corrupted into this machismo, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, pillar and, you know, pavements like, no, Sure. No, no. And the key word, I think, through all of it is something I've really just honed in on is that idea of love. Right. And and that's what drives all of those decisions. That's what drives the entire makeup of it. And that comes from the one who showed us how to do it best. Yes. He would lay down his life. Right. God so loved the world. Yes. You he said his only begotten son and that those believe in him will have eternal life. Right. Love, love is the key to all of it. And so being a masculine leading man, that's not timid. As long as love is the driving factor. You bet. Well, you know, in Jesus, it's, it's cool. We have this dichotomy. So you have Jesus, um, on one hand, you have him boldly confronting leaders that are, that are creating a barrier to people coming to God. You know, so the leaders of his day, they created multiple barriers to people to the point where so many people thought there's no way I can reach God. And Christ came on the scene and he started to, he went to those people and the leaders were like, what are you doing hanging out with them? And and he went to them mm-hmm. and, and they were drawn to him and he spoke the truth to them. And, and so, and, but he went into the temple 
to their home turf and he spoke boldly to them and he confronted them about what they were doing and how they were doing it and that kind of, and so he's that, and, and his disciples were behind him like, um, Hey man, do you know you're offending them? And that did not hold, he did not hold back. He kept going at him. So you have this yeah. assertive, strong nature of Christ. And then at the same time, you have this dichotomy. He's sitting here and his disciples are hindering the children from coming to him. And he's like, Hey man, let, let those little ones come. Let them, let them through. Let them come. And you could just see, you could just see Jesus getting down on his knee, going face to face with those kids and scooping them up and setting them on his lap. And here's the same guy on one hand, when it's time to speak up and say the things that need to be said, he wasn't a nice guy. He was a good man. He wasn't a nice guy. Like, and so he said what needed to be said. And even in that, he was opening the door for other people. You know, he's the guy that stood with the woman that was about to be stoned and he jumped right in the middle of that thing. Here's all these guys standing with stones, ready to stone, right? He did that. And yet at the same time, he demonstrated the kind of love. And so that's the cool part, I think, about Jesus. And that's who we're called to be. And that's that's the strength um, that that we're, we're called to have. And that's the strength that people will follow. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that kind of strength. So. Taking on, um, right. So feeling so called to write this, put it all together. Talk me through the process, man. What was that like for you? Right. Are you, you start out with all these ideas. Do you have a pretty good sense as to where you're going? I just, I love to hear from authors that something that means so much to them, what, sure. what that process was like, putting it out there and, and learning throughout it, learning about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea how to write a book. So I have friends, you know, you talk this about why you gotta read Nick, that's why you gotta read Nick's book. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. I just sure. I had a word document. I had word documents. Yes. So yeah, yeah so 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 I had John and I had several other guys that that I know that have written books. And so I would ask a lot of questions and they'd be like, Hey, this is the first step. And I would do the first step, not knowing what the next step was, you know, right. and just start to do right. And, and that's something that I learned as I started to improve. It's like, don't sit and think about things do and figure it out as you go. Um, get, get some momentum, start moving. So, so I had written some stuff on a blog and I had some, I had some content that I had written before. So I had some of that, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't start out this thing and say, Hey, foundation of fatherhood, fire of faith, you know, all this stuff and just kind of, you know, four chapters in each section. Right. And that was a God thing. So I started pulling all this stuff together, started thinking about things I wanted to write about my dad. And, and I'm just, I just got this stuff and it's everywhere, man. I'm like this guy, ADHD, you know, all over the you place. Can't turn it off. Yeah. 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 It. So I'm everywhere. And, da, 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 da. and then, so I pull all this stuff together and it was like one day just God brought it all together. And I, and I started to look at what I had, the, the content that I had and it just came and I was mm. like, fatherhood, faith, fellowship, and the forge of the daily grind. And I was like, okay, these are the things that have made me strong. These foundational lessons that I learned from my dad, couple that with the the faith and the power of the Holy Spirit and, and the salvation that I have through Jesus Christ, couple that with um, 
you know, build a community of men around you, you know, be, be very uh, purposeful about having strong men associated with strong men that are going down the road that you want to go down. And so building that, that really helped me. And then the forge of the daily grind, you know, I have a personal mission statement, honor God, be true to the man in the mirror and be a rock for those around me. And, and so for me, the forge of the daily grind is about the things that I do every day to become stronger in body, mind, and spirit. So I can fulfill that mission statement. And that mission statement is a mission statement that takes is, is for all of life. It's, it's in my home, it's in my work environment, it's everything I do. It, it ties into that. And so, so, you know, I started looking at these things and then I, I realized, wow, there it is. That's the four sections. Yeah. And then what? before long, I started putting together and realized, hey, I got content for four chapters in each of those four sections. What's the forge of the daily grind look like for you on a daily basis? Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, I get up first thing in the morning. I, I wake up at 430 every morning, every day, seven days a week. Got to rise with the sun if you want to soar with the eagle, yeah, brother. You bet, you bet. So, so four thirty, I wake up in the morning, and um, I'm always I, I go through scripture. I've read through the Bible every year for probably the last five or six years, and before that, it wasn't five or six years in a row, but several times prior to that. But mm-hmm. in the morning, I'll listen to the scripture and sure, and as sure. I'm as I'm making my coffee and get my stuff ready. Hey, can I, I give I gotta, a quick? Can I give a quick? Guys, imagine yeah, go this, ahead. right? Imagine that. I want you to do if you feel like you feel like you're in a rut, right? Sometimes, guys, you listening, guys, gals, anybody listening, not feeling kind of like I'm just kind of stuck right now. Something's not clicking. Do me a favor. John just said it, or Jerry just said it. The first thing when you wake up, before you open the phone to anything else, get up. Thank you, God. I'm awake. Thank you. That's amazing. Go to wherever you coffee, whatever, right? Whatever. Read some scripture, motivate. It doesn't. Say you don't want to do the scripture thing. Fine. I'll concede you don't have to. I would prefer that you did, but I'll concede you don't have to. Read something motivational or positive or something like that that connects you to something bigger to yourself before you go do anything else on that phone or that device. You bet. Right? You, it's just, it, you it, well, you, if you can do that for seven days in a row, I promise you, you're going to feel, you're going to start not feeling a little bit better about things. Sure. Yeah. So, so, so I'll do that. And then I uh, come out here to my shed. And, um, I will pray. I always start off with, uh, Ephesians six, man, put so on, that full, pulled full, on the full armor, armor put it on, that, put on that's, the full that's, armor. that's a daily thing for me. Absolutely. So I, I put on that and that's just a reminder that, um, you know, I write about this in the book, you know, we're in, we are in a battle yeah. every day. Yeah. And, and, and it's not, it's not, a, it's not always physical. It's happening right. No. In your, yeah. Right? You the bet. enemy has and, a foothold in the mind. That's where he goes first. For sure. So, so get that squared away. And then, um, you know, here I have a, a full squat rack and I got weights and all kinds of stuff. And I'm, I'm in here doing something every day. You know, I weight train three, four times a week. And then in between that, I'm doing something cardio core exercises. I'm always dialing myself in physically. I will listen to certain podcasts, sometimes books, those kinds of things. And I'm, I'm always hitting 15, 20 minutes on the way to work. 15, 20 minutes on the way back from work. So I'm always hitting something every day 
to move myself just a little bit further mm-hmm. in body, mind, and spirit. So mindset, spirit, spiritually, every day, just a little bit, you know, and I, and I talk about that. It's, it's, to me, the competition is that man in the mirror. That's the guy, that's the guy that we need to overcome. And that's also the guy that's good. That's our answer. Like both. Yeah, right. So, so way it's, to look at it. Yeah. Sure. So it's, it's yeah. like, it's like, um, what am I going to do today to, to, to make that guy better than the guy I saw there yesterday? I need to do something. Let's just yeah. keep moving, just keep moving forward. And if you do that every day for 365 days a year, a year from now, you're going to be an entirely different man. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know my friend Chad Cooper gave me a quote once and it, it stopped me in my tracks. And it's about sort of that man in the mirror. This quote, man, I'm telling you guys, this this one, I've said it on the show before. Hell on earth is meeting the man you should have been. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's a good one. Right? That's a good one. Oh, and, yeah. And so there's, um, I'm a believer that there's only so much self-accountability you can have, right? You To your fellowship point, right? That number sure. three. But you've got you to bet. surround yourself with other folks that can hold you accountable, right? The verse for your book is Proverbs 27, 17, right? As, as yeah, you bet. So one man sharp as another. You can't. Absolutely can't get sharpened without those other ones, but there is that level of, you've got to be real with yourself first. And that guy in the mirror can be your biggest fan. And sometimes he can be your biggest enemy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he can be the source of the battle. Yeah. And he can also be the, the, the source of, of overcoming, you know? And so, um, you know, the other thing you talked about, and I talk about this in that, that forge of the daily grind, I talk about some of this mental battle that you go through mm-hmm. and a lot of people will see, you know, I post a lot on, on Twitter and everything. And I'll post every time I work out in the morning or whatever. And it's, uh, it's something that I got into habit of doing it. It, it really holds me accountable sure. more than it does anybody else, you know? Sure. And so, but, but it, like if, if that motivates one person to get themselves moving, oh, Gary, then you've done what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, and I always know it does motivate one person, me. <laughs> so so uh but yeah i get up at 4 30 in the morning a lot of people will be like well i'm not like you i'm not that disciplined and i'm like yeah neither am i and it kind of stops them and they look at me like what and i said you know um pain can be a powerful thing and i talk about this in that section in the book i i see things as i got a windshield and i got a rear view mirror and the windshield is like my mission statement and the vision of where I want to go and the man that I want to be. And and that's mm-hmm. my, my windshield. I spend most of my time looking there and it's the biggest area to look. And so this is where I'm going. This is, and, but I also have a rear view mirror and the rear view mirror is those times when I wake up in the morning and I really don't feel like doing the thing that I know I should be doing. And so I take a peek in the rear view mirror. I don't live there. I don't dwell there. Too many do. I just look in the rear view mirror and I'm, and I'm like, okay, do you want to go back to where you came from? And that quick look, it's a real, it's a real quick answer. It's like, no, there's a lot of pain associated with allowing myself to be the man that I was. And so I just look up there and I take a look, quick look in that rear view mirror. And that's enough for me to get up and just get moving. And because what I realize is that 
um, the day that I just lay there and don't get up is the, is the first day and the first step to going back to where mm. I was before. And, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a motivator for me. And what I found in working with men is for a lot of men, unfortunately, it takes that. Yeah. It, it takes some level of pain to enable them to become disciplined moving forward. You know, so, um, yeah, so that helps me a lot, but it's, that's an incredible visual. I thought about it. Yeah. It, it's helped me. It's helped me a lot. And I've spent a lot of time and I talk about those kinds of things in the book. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time thinking through those kinds of things and, um, squaring it away in my head, because like you said earlier, that that's the battlefield. Yeah. Get your head straight, get squared away there. A lot of things start to come together, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So yep, well even, even working out, even working out becomes a mental, you gain as much mental strength as you do physical strength. You ever felt worse mentally after a workout? I don't know that I ever have. Never. Always Never. on the positive. All right. Tell us, you gotta give us the data dump, right? Tell our listeners where they can find out more about this amazing book. They're going to yeah. want to grab it. So give us all that info. You bet. So on Twitter and on Instagram, I am on um, men underscore of underscore grit. The book is on Amazon. So it's available on Amazon. Again, the name is Men of Grit, Strong as Steel, uh, How to Build a Legacy of Unbreakable Strength. And um, you can find it there on Amazon. It now got picked up by Barnes and Noble. Nice which is cool, that's you know, awesome. so, um, it's starting to take off and, and that's been exciting to see. I do have a website, menofgrit.com. So men of grit's all one word, word, um, menofgrit.com. And there I got some shirts and some, you know, shirt like I have on here yeah. and, and, uh, a few others, sleeveless shirts with verses on the back and they're pretty cool. They're good. Workout nice. shirts. Yeah, for sure. So I got those got a beanie beanie cap men of grip beanie cap on there so you know we're gonna do a little, little, shopping. Do a little shopping yeah, yeah we're gonna do a little shopping you bet you bet guys get out there go find it men of men of grit.com men underscore of underscore grit on those social media platforms go to amazon scoop this thing up i can't wait to get my hands on it uh and go through it because everything you've outlined makes a ton of sense but i, I tell you, you said it before we're seeing more we're seeing more we're seeing more sort of a call to action in this space yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I think for too long, there were too many men that sort of sat on the sidelines. We can't do that anymore. Guys, your family is counting on you. Your family is counting on you. Yeah. What do they do if you're not here tomorrow because you're not prepared across those fronts? They need you. They need yeah. you. And guys lose sight of that too much. And the enemy gets in, gets a foothold, gets them thinking they're not important, right? Gets Gets all these things drawn up in society that would tell them they're not. I can promise you it's the opposite. Yeah. And, and you so you just gotta, you gotta be prepared. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it earlier, Brian, you know, um, we need to invest in ourselves mm -hmm. so that we can become the strong men for sure. And when we are the strong men, then we can serve those around us. Yep. But men that when we don't take care of ourselves, we're no good for anybody. And so we really need to get serious about becoming stronger in body, mind, spirit, so that we can be the rock in the storms of life for those around us. And that's the key, man. We find that strength um, in Christ and physically, mentally, spiritually, 
That's the key. That's it. Be the man God's called us to be. Here, here. He's Jerry Adams. The name of the book is Men of Grit, Strong as Steel. Uh, brother, I'm grateful for you. What a great conversation. Man, I'm just, I'm thrilled we were able to do this. And uh, I can't wait for more success for you on this front. You bet. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. You got it. He's Jerry Adams. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. <laughs>